When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Chris Canty is living in a world of hope, and it's it's beaming off of him today. Frankly, because oh, I mean, it's a great it's Lakers. a great day, big fella. My Lakers won last night in convincing fashion with Braun and AD playing good ball. Garrett Cole with a nice, tidy, quality start, six innings strong, eleven strikeouts, no earned runs. Aaron Judge. Couple of RBIs and a home run shot off of the second pitch he's seen on opening day. How could it get any better in my sports world? Tell me that. Well, How does it get better? Well, I don't know if it can, and I wonder if your hope is a dangerous thing. And that's why I want the fans in just moments to get involved at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is Chris Canty right to have true hope that the Lakers can now make a run? Or is it just foolhardy? Can the Lakers make a run? We will get to your calls just moments from now, but it is opening day, and we've got it right here on ESPN Radio tonight. White Sox, Astros, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Doug Glanville joins us, ESPN MLB analyst. Doug, it's Canty and Carlin. Appreciate a few minutes. Has anything stuck out to you this afternoon for the first time that we've seen some of these changes in baseball and how they have been applied on opening day? Well, right now we're just um, taking it in from the Astros White Sox standpoint and talking to the managers, talking to the coaches, talking to players. And, you know, overall, everybody's for the fact that the games can be crisper. You know, the fact that there, there's no more of that delay of game, so to speak, with all the dead time. And I think that Christmas has allowed them to, you know, keep the action moving and, and trying to find ways to, you know, weave that in also with the reduction of the shift and elimination and the fact that base stealing might be a bigger part of the game. So I see there's a lot of upside, and, and mostly there's enthusiasm. It's more about strategically how are they going to try to find an edge within these rules, and that's something they're all recognizing that they have to wait and find out. Doug, coming off of spring training, what's been the biggest challenge for managers and players when it comes to adjusting to these new innovations that Major League Baseball is implementing? Well, the good news is when they were in spring training this year, the umpires were very clear. They're going to enforce it very strictly. And that was just to get people used to it. And pretty quickly, the players saw the benefit. Spring training games were 25 minutes shorter than the year before. So you realize that, okay, that's a good thing, not only for the rhythm, but, you know, go home, have dinner, whatever you need to do. But the players, you know, went alongside it. And instead of pushing back, you saw much more support, especially as it played out but there's going to be adjustment because just the rhythm getting in the box focusing making sure you're you know always engaged there's going to be times where someone like max scherzer is going to hold the ball for 15 seconds just to mess with you so you're still going to have gamesmanship within it but the the acceptance that this is now part of the culture part of the game uh, is, is a big thing and that's what they were trying to do Doug Glanville, ESPN MLB analyst. He's on the call tonight. White Sox Astros right here on ESPN Radio. Doug, how do you feel about it all? Because I know you've always been more 
of a traditionalist. Are all of these changes good things and necessary for the game? Well, I, I like the changes. I, I certainly came from the 70s and 80s, and in the time that I played, there, there was no clock, certainly. And there was a culture then where pitchers wanted to have rhythm. They wanted to have rhythm. They wanted to be quick. Steve Carlton, go back in the 70s and 80s. But that got away from, from uh, that time period where you moved into synthesizing all this data. You have all this information, and you're thinking about it, and you're weighing all these things. And that just created so much time where you're almost like overthinking. It became an overthinking game. So I, watching what the clock has done, I've done a few spring training games, they, it made a big difference. And just to see the players accepting it and watching the, the, the pitcher on the mound, the batter in the batter's box, and focusing much more on the action. And then, look, the base dealer in me loves the fact that they're trying to encourage more base dealing and take away all this risk-averse approaches, but saying, all right, if you throw over twice, you can't do it a third time unless you get them. Otherwise, it's a balk. Now you're forcing the action. And that's what you were losing. You were losing a lot of the athleticism, and now they're trying to find ways to bring it back. So we'll see in tandem or how it all works together, but the spirit of it makes sense. You're trying to create a tempo. You're trying to promote action. You're trying to reward hitters that hit the ball hard, give them some lanes to get some hits. And, uh, and you're, you have this balanced schedule as well where you get to see Shohei Otani in every town. <laughs> Doug, I know you're down in Houston to do the call for the defending champs. We'll get to them in a minute, but I'm a Yankees fan, and it warms my heart to see my team have the third shortest odds to win the World Series behind the Braves and the Houston Astros. And so my question to you is, because we haven't been to the World Series since 2009, what's the biggest challenge or biggest hurdle that the Yankees have to get past, the thing that this team has to figure out in order to make a title run? It's mostly on the pitching staff, and somewhat the Yankees were snake-bitten. They had injuries at, at bad times. They lost key role players in the bullpen. You know, they couldn't rely on their health, and, and no team can, but that's what, you know, cost them because they played excellent defense last year. You had Aaron Judge, but Judge carried the team as a superstar will, but the supporting cast had at one point sort of evaporated. I don't see that this year. I, you know, you have guys that are healthy and back, and, and Judge, you know, right out of the gate showed he's, he's uh, picking up where he left off. So Yankees are, are definitely one of the teams to beat. Uh, Toronto in their division, you know, that's going to be a, a battle too as well. So uh, they have to figure out what they need to do to beat the Astros because they're the defending champ. Doug Glanville, ESPN MLB analyst, joining us on the call of the White Sox and Astros. It's the team that everybody hates. What do you yes. see when you see the Astros right now, Doug? Is it going to be just that difficult to pick them off this year? I mean, I see a team that has so much depth in pitching. Even with Verlander gone, uh, you just have guys that are younger, executing in the zone, great movement, and, and not only if the rotation falters at all, you have a phenomenal bullpen. They don't, I, don't, I don't think they have a lefty on the staff right now that, in terms of their bullpen. So they feel confident that they match up well. And then even with Altuve on the shelf, the, the quote advantage of that is you'll see someone rise to the occasion. They'll find out if they have the depth they need. They could always make a move. And then eventually when he comes back, it's like an acquisition. It's like making a trade for an MVP. So they are definitely the team to beat, not just because they have the trophy, but they look like they're going to be just as good this season. So um, I see a team led by Dusty Baker, who I played for back in 2003. And, you know, he's won over everybody, the whole sport. But the respect and the fact that he has found, you know, a way to win, 
Uh, now, for the first time in his career as a manager, he's defending his title. So I'm very curious how he's going to go about that. Doug, we get to see the biggest star in the sport later on tonight taking on the Oakland A's, and that will be Shohei Otani on the mound with the ball for the, Cal- for the Anaheim Angels. And my question to you is this. And based on what you, you've seen from the Angels in spring training and what you anticipate that team being this season, is Shohei Otani in a half-season audition for a team that's going to trade for him at the deadline? I mean, it would be tragic just to see someone that good traded. I mean, uh, but, you know, it may, it may come to fruition. The reality is Shohei Otani came on the scene with a list. Remember, he had his list of goals. And they were very specific. Pitch a perfect game, no hitter, have my first child. I mean, this guy wrote everything down in his plan. And I know part of his plan is to win. And it's just not happening in Anaheim. I do think they're better. I picked them to slip in the playoffs because eventually you have two of the best players who've ever played. you got to win something. But their pitching is a little better. So that's what I'm encouraged for their success. But Shohei Otani is just in a, in a league by himself. And he'll be able to call those shots and make a decision on where he wants to be. Uh, whoever has the money to pay for an entire country, uh, that's what it's going to take, but he, he is worth it. Doug, great stuff. Enjoy the game tonight. And listen, it's always a special day. There's no question. There's always a little extra in the air when it's opening day. You've got the White Sox and Astros tonight, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Thanks again. My pleasure. Thank you. Doug Glanville with us. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. I want to remind you, you can also watch that game 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Among those involved in the broadcast, Roger Clemens will be there tonight. Very interesting to hear from him. Canty, we have to shift to the NBA because we began the show here, and you, you're, you're beaming. You're beaming. You have a glow you have a certain je ne sais quoi today, and it has Look to at you with the fancy words. Well, I, I can't find words. I bet you can't words. spell it. I, no chance. <laughs> I can't find words that would accurately describe how happy you are today and how much life there is in you after watching the Lakers last night deliver on what the promise was. Now, granted, it was one night, but the hope in Canty has been building for several weeks, but it feels like last night put him over the top. Is that fair? It's fair, especially when Anthony Davis drops 38 points on 20 shots. Like, I mean, that is the model for It goes for to the efficiency. line 14 times. Yeah, I mean, well, there's that part, too. I mean, the Lakers took 30 free throw attempts to the Bulls' 13. You're doing something right when you have that kind of free throw disparity, not to mention the Lakers had 29 second-chance points to the Bulls' six. So they're, they're getting stops on the defensive end. They're active on the offensive glass. You're getting tip-outs. You're getting run-outs. And then you're having the opportunity in the half-court offense to get quality looks at the basket because the floor is properly spaced. And that's why you have to tip your cap to Rob Palenka and the Lakers' front office for what they did at the deadline because of the albatross that was the Russell Westbrook experiment. You used the first-round pick to get rid of that mistake, but you actually – upgraded your team when it came to the pieces that would complement LeBron and AD the best. You went out and got D'Angelo Russell, another guy that can create offense in the half court, another guy that can be a primary ball handler when you don't want LeBron on the ball or if he's out of the game. You got Malik Beasley, 
who's in a bit of a slump right now, but a knockdown shooter. You have guys like Jared Vanderbilt that give you length and versatility on the defensive end, not to mention a lot of athleticism on the offensive end. And then Austin Reeves coming into his own. I mean, Austin Reeves, you're talking about the guy missing one shot last night, dropping 19 points, and was plus 28 in 28 minutes. It don't get no better than that. So when you have all of these pieces, and then you have a healthy-ish LeBron, and you have a healthy-ish AD, yeah, this is a team that's capable of getting to the Western Conference Finals and coming out of the West and getting to the NBA Finals. You really could have gone on for another five, six minutes there, couldn't you? I could have, yeah. Yeah, yeah because... It is, it is, it is, you're beaming. You are beaming. But and am I wrong? That's the question. Am I wrong? Because everybody that breaks down basketball for our network, on our radio network, everybody is saying the same thing. Watch out for the Lakers. Whether it's Jay Will, whether it's Brian Windhorst, you name it, every, Sean Kelly who was on with us, everybody is talking about the L.A. Lakers being a team that you got to watch in the postseason, and if they're in the tournament, whether they're a seven or eight seed, being a team that could potentially be favored in that first round series. Well, the man is not wrong. There are plenty of people who are backing him up, including the aforementioned Wendy. They're the number one defensive team in the NBA since the trades, and they haven't even had LeBron for a big stretch of that. So now they get an offensive engine who's looking stronger coming back. Number one defensive team since mid-February. They have a schedule down the stretch that they can manage. It's, it's, it's a road, there's road games, and there's a big game with the Timberwolves tomorrow night who are in front of them, but then there's some winnable games on there. They can get in. They have not been over 500 in 14 months. If they win tomorrow, they get there. They're 12 and seven since the trade. If they keep that trend up, they've got a shot. I'm not gonna sit here and guarantee anything, but I have never before talked about an eighth place team having a shot on March 30th, and I am saying that with a straight face. Well, they are only a game out of the sixth spot, which, as we heard from Wendy yesterday, everybody uh, in the Western Conference is putting on as their mark because everybody wants a piece of the Sacramento Kings in the first round. Now, even if that doesn't happen, I do worry a little bit. I worry for your health on this front, for your mental health on this front, because... As we learned from Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption, hope is very tricky. Hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can drive a man insane. And when you are dealing with a team that cannot keep its players on the floor, and you get a chance to see what it can be last night, perhaps it could just inflate you a bit too much. Well, yeah, I mean, I got high hopes, Carlin, but the one thing is when you have high hopes, if they're dashed, that's a long way to fall because you're really high up. And that's how I feel as a Lakers fan. I would be disappointed at this point if they didn't make it to the conference finals for whatever reason. That, that's my bar for the L.A. Lakers. Now, wow, I, I, it, it's biased. Wow. This, is not, this is not hard-hitting objective analysis. It's not that, okay? This is not that. I'm not claiming it to be. I'm a fan, and I like what I see. But as Wendy's pointed out, in order to win in the playoffs, you got to play good defense, and you got to have your stars step up and be force multipliers. 
LeBron and AD looked every bit the part last night, and the defense looked every bit the part last night. So we'll see what ends up happening once we get to, you know, the playoffs. If we have to go the route of the play-in, we'll see all of that stuff on display in a few weeks. But I'm telling you that this Lakers team has the pieces to make a deep playoff run. I'm not afraid of the Denver Nuggets with Jokic and Murray and, and, and Michael Porter Jr. I'm just not. I mean, I'm, I, I'm looking at them with a little bit of the side eye. The Memphis Grizzlies, the same way. They're not right. We'll see what happens um, with a couple of, uh, of, of guys that they're watching with some injury concerns. And then, of course, the Sacramento Kings, man. I mean, I, I, they had a great regular season, but they're just happy to be here. That's a team that doesn't play any defense. So I, I don't think they're going to have a lot of success in the second season. So it, as a Lakers fan, I'm seeing a path for my team to get out of the first round. And if that happens, you got to believe that LeBron and AD are both going to smell blood. So is he wrong? Is he wrong to have hope? Are the Lakers a legitimate threat? I mean, Canty just told you that if they don't go to the conference finals, it's a disappointment. That is the NBA version at this point of you being down on the, the beach in Mexico with Andy team Dufresne. The NBA since the trades, and they haven't even had LeBron for a big stretch of that. I don't know what happened there. Uh, that is you the, fat handed the, it again. You fat handed it, it again. I didn't you touch it. it again. Yeah. I, all I can tell you is this. That is the NBA version, the Lakers going to the conference finals of you dreaming of being on the beach down in Mexico with Andy Dufresne. That's what that is. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is Canty right? Can the Lakers make a push? Let's go, Joe in California. Let's get him in real quick on ESPN Radio. More calls coming up on this. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, um, man, Canty. I usually agree with you, man, but you're going full Raiders fan, start of the season. My team's going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to get it tattooed on my arm. You know who's been – they played one one good game together. One one game start to finish. You know who's been doing that all season? Mm. The top four season in the Western Conference. The top four season in Western Conference. They've been doing it all season. The Lakers, they, they played one good game, but in a seven-game series, you really think they're going to hobble across that finish line to, to get you out of the Western Conference? I don't know, man. That's just too much for me. Well, Jokic and the Denver Nuggets ain't been to conference finals since Jokic started winning MVPs. Why, why am I going to believe in the Denver Nuggets? And the why, Lakers why, haven't why, been to a conference finals since their Mickey Mouse trophy. Well, 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 yeah, they at least got a championship. They've won a title. Like, they've, they've already done it. They, I mean, the Nuggets ain't got it out of conference finals. Like, they, they haven't done it. So, I mean, at least I have that to give me some confidence that these two guys can get it done. And dare I say, the supporting cast around them is pretty damn good in comparison to the cast that they had around them in the bubble. So I just, I don't know, man. I, I look at this Lakers team, and I'm admitting that I'm a fan, but this is a team that, that people are going to have to see when it comes to the Western Conference playoffs. Now, we want to hear from you. Are the Lakers a legitimate threat in the Western Conference now? Are they a team that can go to the conference finals? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We have time for your calls in just moments. We do have some of you who are headed off to Major League Baseball on ESPN Radio with the White Sox and the Astros, as you just heard moments ago, Doug Glanville. We also have some of you who are sitting tight with us and we are going to get to your calls on the Lakers. Plus, 
We will also get to today's dash for the draft. It was a pro day for one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. How much has he helped himself, or is he just a boom or bust? That's next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. We, we don't want his high hopes to die. We don't want that. He is flying high right now. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Canty has been living on a cloud all day with the full belief in his Los Angeles Lakers as being now legitimate contenders, having delivered last night on the promise of what this can look like. A better basketball team, a true basketball team, a healthy basketball team is he wrong let's find out brandon in new orleans up first on espn radio brandon what do you got hi thank you for taking my call i really appreciate it um so what i would like to ask from chris canty is to take your fandom aside momentarily and objectively look at this situation take the lakers roster the Phoenix Suns roster and the Golden State Warriors roster. And presuming all are healthy, tell me how you get out of round two. Well, well, taking the rosters into account, I, I mean, I don't know what the Phoenix Suns are going to be. We, we haven't seen KD on the court with Devin Booker, CP3, and DeAndre Ayton. So uh, they, they've still got to figure it out. There's still a learning curve. Now, is KD one of the easiest players to adjust to, adapt to? Yeah, because, because of his skill set. So we're anticipating that that's going to be better, but that's just a projection. When it comes to the Golden State Warriors, I don't know how good they're going to be defensively without Andrew Wiggins in the playoffs. I just don't. And they're terrible on the road. So that's a question. When it comes to LeBron and AD, that's not a projection. I saw these guys a few years ago win a championship together. And I would argue that the supporting cast when they won said championship is a lesser group than what they're bringing to the party this year. 
So if they're healthy, and that's a question that you could pose for any of the teams in the Western Conference field, then I think the Lakers have as good a chance as any to get to the NBA Finals. Okay, so you just, to be fair, you just downplayed the Warriors a little bit where you've been pumping them up here the last few weeks. I did. I Is, did. Are you seeing the are you seeing the world through those gold colored glasses right now? Yeah, I mean I, I, it's hard for me to take my fandom hat off, but I will say this. Golden State is still the team right now to mm-hmm. me that I, I have the most confidence in. But the Lakers are creeping up there. Yeah. The Lakers are slowly creeping up there. See, I worry about this coming to a, a tragic crash. I really do. With okay. an injury, with something like that. I don't want to see why, it. Why do you want to wish that evil on my team? I'm not wishing yeah, I mean, it. I, 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 don't, I, I, wish, I see this coming to a crash with an injury of some sort. Why no, would you speak such evil? No, no, no. It's not speaking evil. Yes, it's, it is. It's dealing with an unfortunate reality that is in our world right now. We were already hurt already. We got that past us. We got all the injuries past us. We're already hurt. All right. You, you, I tell you, what, us. you really have times where you're just adorable. <laughs> Colton in Arizona is next on ESPN Radio. Colton, what's going on? Hey, thanks for my call, guys. Um, I definitely think that you're overlooking the Denver Nuggets and Memphis seriously by not being scared of them at all. You all right, Colton, that, you just lost me. Uh, <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm overlooking Denver. <laughs> Absolutely. I yeah, am. no, I'm not overlooking Denver or Memphis. And I listen, I like Memphis a lot, but I mean, I, I'm not going to sit there and say we're overlooking them. No chance. Yeah, I, that, I don't you, trust. Here's how you're overlooking Denver. Uh, you're overlooking Denver in this regard. The past two years, yes, you guys love to say that Denver hasn't made a playoff run. Well, guess who they haven't had the past two years? They haven't had Jamal Murray the past two years. Jamal well, Murray, they did have they did have Jamal. They, they, well, they did have Jamal Murray in the bubble, and they went up against the Lakers in the conference finals, and that was a gentleman sweep. That happened. Right, and who's gotten better at that time frame? Nicole and who's got, and, and, and the Lakers have gotten frame. better. Michael Porter... Michael Porter Jr. is three times better than that time frame. We didn't have Eric Gordon. You are overlooking the Nuggets by a lot. And you'll see. Here's the problem. You know what, what, Colton? Colton, I'm glad that you called because that's the point when it comes to the Denver Nuggets. I got to see it. I got to see it. We I got to see – listen, we can't overlook how bad Jokic is defensively. For all of the great things that Jokic does, arguably being the most skilled big that's in the game today, he is a terrible defender. And in the playoffs last year against the Warriors, granted no Jamal Murray, I saw the Golden State Warriors actively hunt him in half-court sets on offense to try to get matchups where the offensive players could exploit Jokic's defensive ineptitude. I saw that. You don't think that's going to happen in the postseason this year? Of course it is. Teams are going to go high pick and roll just so they can get Jokic matched up against the guard or get him in open space against a, a, a better athlete. And they're going to exploit him. You got to be able to stop people. And I worry about that with the Denver Nuggets. I worry about rim protection with their defense. That matters. Colton, listen, uh, as much as you want to pump them up, that's fine. You are going to have to live in the reality of until the Nuggets are advancing and getting to the conference finals. You can't say a word about anything. You can't. You have to see your team actually do it because they have impaled themselves in the postseason (laughs) the last few years. So until you break through, there's no talking. There's no chatter. Hope doesn't uh, become something that you can talk about. Nope. 
You have been there for the last few years, and you have absolutely just completely tanked they sold in the themselves. most important spots. They sold themselves. Let's just yeah. call it what it is. They sold themselves. I was trying to say it in a nicer way. No, but that's what it is. Uh, Patrick in Phoenix. Just, Let's yeah. give Patrick a chance on ESPN Radio. Patrick. Yeah, you know, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on, fellas. So I'm going to agree here that they could definitely be a contender, but not for the reasons that uh, we've heard already. All right? Lakers are the highest field goal attempt differential at plus 411 with the Kings second behind them at plus 193. That is a huge free throw attempt differential. If you go just based on the last four games alone, they shot 30, 28, 28, and 46. And if you look at their opponents, they're nowhere near that. So I'm sorry, but I can say anybody can be, you know, a possible contender if they're gifted 50 free throws a night. You could take the Kansas State Wildcats, give them 50 free throws, they might be a contender. So I'm going to agree that they could possibly be a threat, but maybe not for the reasons that's being stated. Look, I'm not going to say they're gifted 53 throws a night. That's a yeah, bit I much. Mean, I mean, I, I think they they get those free throws because they're aggressive and going toward the rim. And Anthony Davis, when he has space to operate, is a handful for anybody. When Anthony Davis is getting to the line 14 times, it ain't by accident. Well, here's the thing. It's a lot harder to help on Anthony Davis when you have shooters. And so if you're not getting help in a timely manner on Anthony Davis when he's making a move, guess what you're going to do? You're going to foul. That's what happens. That's why he got to the line 14 times. He took half the team's damn free throws last night. Like, like, so it's not, it's, not a, it's not by happenstance, and it's not favoritism from the refs. This is what the Lakers are supposed to look like. This is why you have to have shooting in the NBA around your star players. Look at LeBron James when he's won championships. Every single stop, whether it was Miami, whether it's Cleveland, with the Lakers, he's had shooting around him. You have to have shooting. And they have shooting now. They didn't have that the last two years. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, what do we like to do? We like to make people money. And when we get screwed the night before, coming up one point short by a little gentleman, I shouldn't say little, by a gentleman named Kyrie Irving, we're going to have a point to prove. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Oh, you know what? We are feeling good. Oh, yeah. We are oh, yeah. If, if folks haven't been paying attention to our player tonight, they better get on board because we got a doozy. <laughs> we so got a two good nights one. Ago, just to catch people up, two nights ago, we hit the parlay, a three-way parlay. Then last night, we got absolutely hosed by Kyrie Irving. In that game, we had the Sixers, we had the under, and we had Kyrie Irving over 23.5 points, and he finished with 23. To Kyrie's defense, he was well on his way in the first half. He had 15 points. And then Luka, you know. Luka decided to start gunning in the second half, yeah. and, and there you go. Luka played like Kyrie wasn't on the floor Exactly that. what happened. That's exactly So, what we got a little bit hosed there, but tonight, oh, we, oh. Oh, we I love to play you. tonight. I love. Oh. I'm all over the place. I love this place so much. I want to marry it. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. All right, Canty. We have to go Bucks Celtics tonight. That game is in Milwaukee. Now, just just to be sure, big fella, we're not overselling it or hyping it too much because we both so. love this play. I, I I can't be more enthusiastic for this play. Okay, all right. The play is this. Three-leg same-game parlay. Celtics are two-point underdogs in the game. Over-under is 238. Celtics on the money line, plus 110. Love We're it. taking the Celtics on the money line. We're taking the under 238. And then one that has hit for us consistently every time we have played it, not to jinx ourselves, every time, Drew Holiday over on rebounds at four and a half. We've played that three different times at that number, and we have hit all three times. Yes. So <laughs> Drew Holiday is great. With rebounding, he's great. <laughs> here's what it is. Celtics money line, Bucks or Celtics money line, under 238, uh huh. Drew Holiday over four and a half rebounds. What's the juice? Are you ready? I'm waiting. Plus seven fifty. <laughs> Let's go win some money. Let's make that's it the way to count. go into the weekend. Oh. That's the way to charge up your bank account. Giddy up. Let's call my friend Mister Direct Deposit. <laughs> Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. Don't forget, we've got NBA action tonight on ESPN Radio. Nuggets hosting the Pelicans, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 9.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Canty. Iowa star Caitlin Clark, named Naismith College Player of the Year. I am, I I have to tell you, beyond fired up to watch Caitlin Clark in Iowa 
go up tomorrow night against South Carolina. 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN after LSU Virginia Tech. That is the college game of the year right there. Oh, no doubt. And you got to know that Don Staley is not going to make it easy on her and those girls and Leah Boston. Like, that's going to be... That's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough game. But Caitlin Clark is one of those players that can go for 50 on any given night. So I'm excited to see that matchup. Congratulations to her, though. I think Carlin on the season, she averaged 28, 7, and 8. Unbelievable player. Like, just unbelievable. So one of the most exciting players to watch in all of college basketball. The best score, men or women, in college basketball. It's going to be fun to see her on the Final Four stage. Canty, we did it. Yes, we can. The Sacramento Kings have clinched their first playoff spot since 2006. The team now with the longest active postseason drought, the New York Jets. 12 straight years without going to the playoffs. But Sacktown, stand up. We did it, Canty. We did it. Good for the Sacramento Kings to get into the playoffs. All of those high draft picks are finally playing off. They got De'Aaron Fox. They got Sabonis, two of the core guys to build around. You know, some veteran leadership in Harrison Barnes. I'm happy that they got in. Finally, Giants. But this just shows you the ineptitude of the New York Jets. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This highlights it. If If you didn't know how bad the Jets are, they're in the same territory as the Sacramento Kings. That's all you need to know. Finally, That's John. It. Finally, Giants owner John Mara jokingly warning Brian Dable to be careful with his celebrity. Kid him. I mean, right now he's Bono walking around <laughs> yeah. uh, New York City. But I've told him. I said, in this business, it doesn't take long to go from Bono to Bozo. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pretty fair. And Canty, listen. How, how long was John Mara waiting to say that, though? Oh, right? he's been working on that line for two months. Exactly. A- absolutely. Like, but stop I- it. You're, you're the reason why the franchise was in ineptitude and quarterback hell. Like, you're the reason that they kept having high draft picks by not being rational and understanding exactly where you are with your team. You came off of a 13-loss season and drafted a running back with the second overall pick, and now you don't want to pay the guy. Stop yourself. All right, but it, at the very least, let's admit, he's not wrong. I mean, at one point... He's not wrong, but sometimes you can have the wrong person say it. Yeah. It's the right message, wrong messenger. Well, Stop yourself, John Mara. Let's I'm not tired forget of it. that Eric Mangini went 10-6, and six, and he turns up on The Sopranos. How did that work out? About as good as it did for Tony in the end. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.